Hello and welcome to Your True Self, a podcast about real life stories of transformation, navigating life and being able to show up in the world as your unapologetic self. Here, we'll talk about the ups, the downs, the ugly truths and the magical moments that we all experience but often feel we can't share. I'm your host, certified transformation coach and mentor, Jackie Rogash. I'm going to share with you how I was able to heal my trauma and move from barely surviving to thriving and ultimately embracing my imperfectly perfect self. Because I know the power of community, I'll also be bringing special guests along for the ride. Throughout these conversations, we'll speak about the different factors that support us during our own personal transformations, including healing, resilience, mindset, connection, and so, so much more. So strap yourself in because it's time to discover your true self. We all want to be seen. Everyone. And I don't care what you say. Everybody wants to be seen, understood, heard and supported. Now, when I say we want to be seen, I'm not talking about the... Uh, you know, people acknowledging how beautiful you are or what you're wearing or the handbag that you have, right? I'm not talking about anything external, not talking about physical things. I'm talking about internally. We want to be seen for who we are. And sure, maybe you see people act as if they don't care what people think. I don't believe that that's true. And possibly that's them protecting themselves. That's their walls and their coping mechanism. And I guess from my perspective, I used to be exactly the same. I would put on the front to everybody else and everybody who knew me believed that I was good, that I've got me, that, you know, I was so confident and comfortable in who I was that it didn't matter what other people thought of me, that I didn't need help because... I'm all right. But there was a broken, wounded little girl that wanted nothing more to be seen, to be understood, to be accepted. I tried so hard to fit in, to be liked, was a people pleaser. You know, I didn't express myself. I didn't say what I thought. I didn't. (sighs) I wasn't myself. Because I didn't think it was safe to be myself. Because all of my experiences in the past had taught me that. I was taught and shown through relationship after relationship after relationship. And I'm talking friendships and romantic relationships. That it wasn't safe to be me. That who I was wasn't welcome in those circles. You're not welcome here. So I just buried who I was and kind of went surface level because it was easier for me to feel connection and feel like I was a part of something when I didn't expose any vulnerability. But what needed to happen was I needed to see myself you know, I needed to acknowledge myself, to pay myself attention and to show myself that I was worthy of everything. 
of happiness, of joy, of just being able to express myself without being petrified of what might happen afterwards. And I think it's one of those things where I didn't realize that for a long time. You know, yes, I needed to see myself, but I had buried who I was for so long that I didn't even know what that meant, right? As I said, I just put on this front for everybody and, you know, if someone was bitching about someone, then I'd join in. If someone was complaining about something, then I'd chime in on that too. If someone really liked something and I didn't, I liked it. (laughs) And it makes me laugh now because, you know, often and frequently I have conversations with my loved ones about a difference of opinion, the things that we like versus the thing we don't, the things we don't. Um, And it was funny just the other day I was talking to a friend who was saying that they're reading a book about a Bali retreat. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. I'm reading a book about an Iraqi girl who got captured by ISIS. And she went, what? How? And even Chris, even Chris is like, oh, my God, what is wrong with you? And in my mind, it's something that I want to learn and know more about. You know, I am so separated from that part of the world and what happens and what has happened to others that I kind of feel like I want to know more. But also I know that while there's going to be horrific things that happen in this book, at the end of it, it's going to be really empowering. Anyway, that's a complete tangent. The bottom line is you can have different values. You can like different things. You can be different people and still be seen. When I started getting to know myself, when I started, it was really when I drew the line in the sand and said, I am worthy. Like, I don't want to be miserable anymore. I don't want to pretend anymore. I don't want to just feel like there's always this wall up anymore. When I first started that, without thinking about it, I naturally drew distance between the people who weren't meant to be in my life the people who maybe didn't support me or didn't want me to be myself or the people whose values just completely don't align with me. And that's okay because I do believe that people come into our lives for a season, a reason or a lifetime. And, you know, it's also one of the biggest fears people have when they embark on this personal development journey is that they're going to lose everyone. And I would never stand here and say, oh, no, 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 that won't, just won't happen because who am I to know that, right? I don't know that. But what I do know is for me for, and for every single one of my clients, once I started on that journey, they stopped attracting the wrong type of people. I don't attract the wrong type of people. It's quite – I actually chuckle now because so often – when I start when I start a conversation with someone, I'm like, oh my God, like you're amazing. You know, and our energies align and we connect and it we have great conversation. And of course we do, because that's who I am. I am comfortable to be myself and I want others to be that way too. I don't want surface level chit chat as conversations. 
and I want to see people. Like when I'm having a conversation with you, I want to see you, like all of you. I don't want the glossy version or the dulled down version or, you know, the version that you think you should be. I just want you, right? I want to see you. And I surround myself with people who I can be myself around, people who get the real genuine jacks and they see me. It's the same with my clients. You know, I am so myself with my clients. Sometimes I think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be quite that um, personable, but that's who I am, right? That is who I am. And they're the type of people that I want to work with because I want everybody to show up the same way. There is no greater gift than being seen. And I think we also forget the impact we have in other people's lives. You know, we forget how the smallest action can have the biggest impact. This simple act of listening to someone, of not speaking over them, of acknowledging what they've said, of agreeing to disagree, of having that conversation, of smiling at someone. You know, it's always interesting when you smile, when someone smiles at you or you smile at someone, how simple it can make your day. You know, the other day I was at Bunnings with Hunter and as I was putting all the stuff in my car, obviously he's in the trolley and I'm packing the stuff in the car and a gentleman parked next to me and he got out and said hi to H and I'm still packing the stuff and as I was about to get H out of the trolley and take it back, he said, I'll take the trolley back for you. Oh, are you sure? I said, no, it's okay. I've got it. You know, and in my head, it's like, I've got this, you know, <laughs> it's just part of my everyday life, carrying a child around and doing everything else. Um, he's like, no, no, I'll take it back. Have a great day. I was like, oh, and it was just so nice, so unnecessary and so simple, but so nice, like heartwarming nice. The fact that someone can just smile and say, I'll do this. I'll help you. Right. If that's not being seen, you know, a mother with a small child at Bunnings trying to pack the car, like, I don't know what is. And there's different levels of being seen, right? You know, if, if we're talking relationships, you obviously want to be seen in every sense of the word. And then sometimes there's, I just want to be seen as a mother who Sometimes it's fucking hard to get all your shit sorted with a with child, right? And I love, um, it's really simple. Hunter has, my brother bought him a car for Christmas. And so he can't reach the pedals and obviously doesn't know how to drive yet. And so it's got a remote control. So we just chuck him in the car and take him for a drive. And let me tell you, there's a full tantrum and we don't, um, if we take him out too early. But I love driving him around in his car the pace of it is so annoyingly slow like I have to sort of dawdle but how happy it makes Hunter and the smiles on everybody else's faces when they see him in that car is worth it and I've gone sidetracked again but it's you know just knowing that I've brought and put a smile on someone's face for a simple thing of my child driving around in a car 
is amazing. You know, we forget, we forget what joy is sometimes. We get so caught up in the seriousness of things. And then on those days where we make other people happy, oh, to me, that's, you know, I love it. I love knowing that I've helped someone or I've put a smile on their face. You know, I was thinking the other day that it it doesn't take much to see people. And I got a message, um, randomly, Instagram message the other day of someone who I dealt with in a previous life. Um, And they messaged me and thanked me for saving their life. They were really struggling with some mental health issues at the time and were suicidal and you know it was my job to support them and at the time it was I cared I definitely cared at the time and I was so worried and I did what I needed to do and then to get this message from them saying thank you for saving my life like you probably don't even remember who I am you know, I'm here because of you and I'm happy because of you. Like, I know who they are and I will always remember them. But just knowing that I had that, the smallest thing, the smallest act of just sitting and listening and ringing for support means that they now live an incredible life. Um, that got me you know in my mind I was doing my job like as I said I cared because they were genuine and I wanted to make sure they were okay but if you had have asked me two weeks ago if I thought that she would remember me I'd probably say yeah she remembers me If you asked me if I made an impact on her life, I would have said no. I would have, yeah, I would have said no. I would have just been like, I didn't do anything. And I obviously did. And it's interesting because I've been through the exact same thing, been at a stage where I was ready to end my life on two occasions, two different seasons of my life. And on the first one there is a man who saved my life both occasions actually there was someone that saved my life that were the reason that I didn't give up on me and it's huge so I kind of um went a lot deeper than I thought I was going to in this episode um considering it's just (laughs) it's about being seen but the moral of the story is it doesn't take much to see someone We need to put away our judgment, put away our expectations, put away our criticism and our need for gossip and drama and all of that and just listen to people when they talk to us. Be present. Accept that they might have a different opinion. So my question to you, do you feel seen? And what does being seen mean to you? Now, as I said, you know, there's so many different ways of being seen. 
right? The guy in the supermarket returning the shopping trolley because he sees I've got my hands full. Thank you. You know, when I was pregnant, someone's standing up so I could sit down. Thank you. You know, if, I don't know, if I'm in a hurry and someone at the supermarket lets me go in front of them. Thank you. Like that's being seen. Then there's being seen on a relationship level, on a love level. And again, when I say relationship, it can be romantic, it can be friendship, it can be family, anyone that you have a relationship with. And that can be challenging. You know, Chris and I, we don't always see eye to eye. Um, And some of the ways that he can respond to things triggers me. And impacts me and, you know, I've spoken about this before, so it's not a um, secret, but that's his pattern of behavior because of previous relationships, because of how he's had to show up previously. And similarly, he he has some traits that really grind my gears, like they just piss me off. And I know that I have some as well. You know, there are some things that both of us and it's like we joke about it. It's like, oh, he didn't do this again. Um, But we get that. And we know that it's just part of who we are. And it's interesting interesting because in my previous relationships, I either wouldn't have been able to talk to them or express my feelings. Or if I did, it would have been received the wrong way and ended up in drama. But to be fair, um, prior to Jason, my ex, who I was with for six and a half years, Any relationship where I felt there was something that needed to be said or something wasn't aligned or I was having doubts, I just ended the relationship. It was easier for me to walk away than it was to be vulnerable. So the fact that I feel comfortable talking to Chris is huge, right? It is huge. You know, yes, I still have to be conscious when I am navigating difficult conversations with Chris because I don't want it to be misconstrued. You know, I don't want him to react without hearing me and I don't want to say the wrong thing. And when I say that, I mean like I don't want to articulate something in a way that could be harmful or damaging. So, yeah, I'm conscious. And it's similar. The same as if I'm having a conversation with a girlfriend you know, where how opinions differ or if there's something that's been on my chest, I'm super conscious about what I'm saying because I want to make sure that it's done properly, not perfectly. Don't get me wrong. I don't sit there and write out a script of what I'm going to say, but I mentally take notes of what the message that I want to come across and why and how, while also taking responsibility for my actions in whatever I'm speaking about and not blaming someone else right again this is all part of being seen and Chris wants me to talk to him and he does see me sure there are parts of my life that he doesn't understand and that's okay because he sees me you know when I'm falling apart or when I need a shoulder he's there he's got me he doesn't need to say anything And I think that's also sometimes a huge part of being seen is sometimes we just want to be able to say something to friends, to family, to our partners, and they don't have to say anything back, right? I don't need you to say something back. 
I just need to know that you'll listen. So do you feel seen in your relationships if you're in one? Or relationship if you're in one? Relationships, full stop. And how do you manage difficult conversations? Because if you're going in there with a conversation because you want to be seen because you've been hurt or wronged or you don't, you're feeling something that you need to express but you're not taking responsibility for your actions in it, then it's likely you're going to come away, walk away from that conversation disappointed. Right? There's one, it's one thing to express yourself and lay blame or tell the other person what you're not happy with because often we're good at that. We're really good at that. Well, you did this and it pissed me off, right? It's another thing comp- entirely to be like, I know that this is what happened and this is what I said, but this is how I feel. You know, what are your thoughts, right? Having these conversations and opening yourself up to being vulnerable also means you need to take responsibility and ownership for your part. You know, if you're, uh, something your partner's done has pissed you off and they don't get it, maybe it's time to take a step back and do some shadow work. Like, what is it that's pissed you off and why? Like, are you projecting past history, past incidents, past experiences onto this current moment? Or is it something that has played out continually? Depending on the answer to that will depend on how you respond to the conversation, right? Because if you're having the same conversation over and over and over again with the same person and the same thing keeps happening and you keep getting hurt by them, something has to change, right? I'm not going to tell you what that is, but something has to change. Either it's you or it's them or it's both, right? You shouldn't have to continually have the same conversation over and over and over again because you keep getting hurt or you don't feel seen or you don't feel valued. That's not what a relationship's about. On the flip side of that, if you're pissed off at someone because they've done something but it's the first time it's happened and you're like, I don't know, throwing your hands up in the air, but your response is due to something that happened five years ago, then that's where you need to go inwards, right? Maybe, maybe the other person has done something that has made you feel that way. So communicate that with them, but also understand why you feel that way. And you can tell them that. I tell Chris that, you know, the first time... I ever told him that he triggered me. He was mortified. But it was because it's like I've been abused in the past and you reacting or responding to me saying something with anger triggers me. It puts me back in that place and I withdraw. And I don't use the word trigger lightly when it comes, well, when it comes to anything. But for me and my responses to things, I very rarely use the word triggered. But... Chris triggers me and he knows that and I was able to communicate with that with him but in doing that 
it was in order for him to really see me and understand where I'm coming from. Because it's one thing for me to turn around and go, you yelling at me triggers me, right? Great. <laughs> Who knows where that's going to go? He can get defensive. He could get, like, get more angry. You know, I, who knows? Whereas if I sit down and going and say, you know, the way you react or respond in these situations really triggers me because of this, this and this. And I know that you don't mean any harm by it. And I know that this is just the way that you've responded to things previously. But I also just need you to understand how that impacts me. And how can we work on this together? You know, do we have a word or do we have a pause or how do we, you know, how do we identify and acknowledge when we get put ourselves in these situations? <sighs> wow. Okay. I feel like I'm going to have a little bit of an emotional hangover after this one. So the reason that I wanted to do this was because I'm seeing an underlying theme within my community about people wanting to be seen, wanting to be able to show up as themselves, to feel confident in who they are, to not feel like they have to people please or put everybody else's needs first. And as I said earlier, in order to do that, you first need to see yourself. So here are some journal prompts for you to take away and work through if you would like to. What does feeling seen mean to me? What does feeling seen mean to me? And I'll pop these journal prompts in the show notes below. Where do I not feel seen? Why do I not feel seen? What needs to shift or change in order for me to feel seen? Do I believe that my partner or friend or family can give that to me? And is there anything I need to walk away from, forgive or move on from? So being seen, it is a human need to feel loved. If we're not comfortable with love, we often go for acknowledgement, for recognition, because we think that that gives us that attention, right? But when you're seen, you know that you're loved. I can stand in a room full of people and I know straight away who sees me and who doesn't. And I want that for you as well. I want you to know that you can show up in a room anywhere and just be yourself. I really hope this episode supports you in some way. But I would also love to know, do you feel seen? And if not, what do you need in order to be seen? Thanks for listening to this episode of Your True Self. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Jackie.Rogash or through my Facebook group, Inner Transformations with Jackie Rogash. If you love this episode and don't want to miss another one, I'd be so grateful if you could hit subscribe and also leave a five-star review so more people have the opportunity to hear this podcast because you just never know who needs to hear what we'll be sharing. Take care and stay true to you.